What is up, everyone? You are checking out the world of WWE podcast. It is Ian, and I'm joined by my co-host. What's up, guys? It's Macho Man Dan. Dig it. That was, I like how, like, as it goes on, it, it kind of interchanges between Macho Man and Mr. McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it. Maybe you like your... Hey, hey, if you can, slap into a Slim Jim. Yeah, Slim Jim. Going old school. Well, we are going to be recapping WWE Friday Night SmackDown, September 3rd, 2021. I can't believe we're already in September. Me either. This year went by, like, I'm not saying the year went by quick. I mean, with this whole COVID thing, it's kind of slowing down, but, you know. No, it did go by quick, because I was just thinking, um, just the other night, I was just watching wrestling, and I was like, damn, like, I feel like just two weeks ago was the Royal Rumble, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. We're already in um, September, which is very crazy, but what is not crazy, which, I mean, well, I mean, it is crazy, but not kind of crazy for Roman Reigns is he's now been WWE Universal Champion for over one year. So I think he's the longest reigning Universal Champion we have now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been undefeated for over a year. And but isn't he, at the same time, isn't he, like, the shortest champion ever, too? Roman Reigns? Yeah, because he held the Universal title, but he had to give it up because he, uh, cause he got leukemia, remember? Oh, I thought you meant shortest as in, like, height. No, no, not, like, height-wise. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no. I was like, Vince McMahon. Um, yeah, he did because he had leukemia, so he did have to. Yeah, didn't he hold it for like a month or not even a month? Yeah, I want to hear a fun fact. The day that um, Roman Reigns um, told the WWE Universe about his leukemia, it was the day that I got to meet my niece for the first time because she was born the day the night before. So, Hmm. yeah, fun little tidbit there, but. I do want to say before. So we, wait, no, no. So that means he's the longest and the shortest reigning champion. That's funny. Yeah, two for two. So try to two records. One is bad. One is good. So he made up for it. Is it weird? Like it's weird for me to think that in like modern times that we can have champions. Like we've had so many champions that have held the titles for so long. Walter Roman Reigns now. Bailey held yeah. it for a while. Yeah, but it's weird because we normally just have, like, transitional cha- – like, we've had a lot of transitional champions a lot lately, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it, it's been it's been a little change, but just congratulations to Roman. The big dog. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't go by the big dog anymore. To the tribal chief. Yeah, and that's not Carlos anymore. Carlos, by the way, uh, will be joining us. He's just uh, on vacation. And so, anyways – before we talk about SmackDown, I want to implore you to make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and wherever podcasts are available and streaming. Just search the world of WWE Podcasts and you can find us there. Also, you can check us out on YouTube. And while you're on YouTube and watching our videos, you might as well subscribe. Hit the like button and hit the notification bell. Why, Dan? 
because it takes so it takes you a, barely a second to do it, and it saves you so much time on just having to look us up, and even having to just go to the channel to look up for the actual newest video. It it just pops up on your phone, and be like, "Hello, we we uh we released a video." So yeah, yeah, it's so easy. Just do that. You get it right. It's like a little alert to your phone, and then you get to check it out whenever videos premiere. There will be a premiere later on this month. I am recapping, well, not recapping, I'm presenting to you the greatest matches of the decade, and we're talking about the 2000s. So, 2000, not 2010s, 2000s, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and I'm just presenting the matches um, that you could check out. Well, guys, this is the first time I'm actually hearing about this, so you guys and me are the first ones to hear about this. Of course, yeah. Guy, Carlos doesn't even know about this yet. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, he'll, have to, he'll have to hear about it. So, yeah, so I'm just presenting. It's just going to be a list. There's really maybe like a little background about, you know, my picks, but these are – it's going to be presented. And they're matches from Raw, SmackDown, and – pay-per-view so it's not just well no it's not going to be just your picks me and carlos are also going to help you with that. well um dan uh actually this is already uh <laughs> completed <laughs> oh god damn it anthony <laughs> dan, like i want to be a part of it <laughs> see guys this is not like the old like, he does this shit to us all the time you have no clue like you have time to watch all of this stuff, sir. Our our uh, Macho Man Dan here is uh, what are you? R O T C. Yes, I am. Yeah, so he is busy. Busy. I'm a busy guy. Maybe you guys can join me when we do like 2002 because I'm already done with 2001. I'm just I'm just on a roll here. I'm trying to get things done. But I mean, you could you could always watch along. Maybe you could watch like our viewers and, and see for maybe. yourself yeah maybe uh, fourth wall breaking but yeah so you can check us out there uh thank you dan for the interest it's sad of how much they don't know that you do this to me and carlos all the time it's sad can i be a part of it <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking you, if you, I'll send you the list before I post it, and um, if you want to watch them, you can. So, top secret, everybody. But yeah, so but this isn't rumors. This isn't new to Dan. You can also find us on Instagram World Dot of WWE One, and we're also of. Oh no, sorry, that's our Twitter. I need to go home. <laughs> That also is not true to Dan because that is not a fact. Um, <laughs> we're on Instagram at World of WWE, and we are also on Facebook, the World of WWE podcast. We need Carlos for this shit, man. I know Carlos is like a, a busy too. Like I feel like we're on like an island. I think it's in September, as you said. In September, schools schools are starting back up. Freaking jobs are opening back up. It's like, ugh. Well, yes, it is. It is a very busy time, and I'm back at work. You're back at school. And well, I've been back at school for a bit now, but, you know, hush-hush, you know. Yeah, because Dan's, like, fucking 12. 
Yeah, totally, Anthony. Yes, totally. I'm totally 12. <laughs> I'm joking. He's not 12. He's actually like three years older than that. Yeah, totally. I'm 15. Yeah, totally, Anthony. So we're have uh, his his deep voice he, won't that fool you. He he literally can't even tell me my age. He can't he can't tell you because he's just that high. I wish I was Dan. You're <laughs> getting me all excited. <laughs> fucking praise. Right. Well, how about we just focus on SmackDown instead of being high in my age, huh? Yeah. Well. Those are two interchangeable things that we will, I guess, the world will never know. So, yes, let's get to SmackDown. Again, we are the World of WWE Podcast. Subscribe, like, and let's move on to SmackDown. So, SmackDown is coming to you. Subscribe so you can hear the bullshit like this. Yes. Yes. It's not full. Yes. It's perfect. It's the fact that Daniel Bryan is going to AEW this Sunday on All Out. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I can't be. I wouldn't be surprised. CM Punk went there. Fuck. I don't. Anybody can go there now. I don't care. Listen, I mean, God's sakes. I do have to say something really funny. So there's a show on um, Stars. It's called Heels, and it's like. Oh yeah, I, I actually, I actually heard about the show. I actually started watching it a little bit. It's really good, and I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't know if you're into the part, but like. The main character's wife looks just like Brie Bella. Did you notice that? I don't think I was up to that part. Thanks, okay. The wife has like... Thank you, hair. Anthony, for spoiling something for me. Well, I mean, it's not going to really ruin it. Yeah, it's not going to ruin it. That's all. So, uh, it's a good show. Well, actually, uh, what ends up happening is the main character ends up... Uh, hurting himself and then he has to give up oh his, he's just spoiling the whole show now for me he has to give up his career and the wife is upset about dude it. shut up well I, let the people figure it out for themselves dude well um i who knows if i'm even telling the truth dan i guess you'll have to tune into heels to find out on stars yeah, that's true man yeah, totally listen i could be full of shit you never know so yeah well you heels. are full of shit so i mean i mean you never know but check out heels on stars but yes you are listening to our smackdown recap back to us i don't know why you're broken oh because so you want to O'Brien and then free fella. Okay. So okay. SmackDown oh, opens. SmackDown, goddammit. Yes. SmackDown opens up with the Usos. They come down to the ring and they trash talk the Street Profits and they say they are the ones. And then the Street Profits come down and they make fun of the Usos. And the Profits say the Usos are the ones who are gonna get their asses kicked. So we have was a, a championship challenge. Is that what they call the stupid stuff now? I guess so. I don't know. A contender challenge, something, and the Usos take on taking on the Street Profits. So it's a cool moment where Montez Ford hits a very cool spinning frog splash, but Jimmy Uso attacks him and ends up getting disqualified because he doesn't like let up when the referee counts to the five count. So both teams fight after the match and they take out Montez Ford. And then they eventually take out Angelo Dawkins, sending him into the ring steps. Then Montez Ford recovers and flies over the ropes to take out the Usos and the Street Profits are standing victorious, even though they lost. Or no, yeah, they did win. They actually did win. They beat the Usos. Sorry about that. 
Uh, Dan, what did you think of seeing this match and the after effect? It was okay. I mean, it wasn't the greatest match I've ever seen. It was an okay match. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't didn't we see Monta? Didn't we see the uh, Usos go against the Street Profits before? Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think so. It's like been... we don't need to see this shit again. Yeah. When is the draft again? Listen, when is the draft? I don't even care about the draft. There's not even any more wrestlers. <laughs> so That's it's true. They don't have any more good wrestlers to draft. I mean, they got rid of everybody. I love how WWE will, like, randomly, like, like the, for example, Liv Morgan. She was gone for, like, three, two months. She comes back, and then she's gone again. Like, it's like, they have these people on. They throw them in a program, and they're done with them. It's very I don't know. I, I don't understand what what their thought process is. And, and that's a good thing, because Vince McMahon was apparently furious at what happened on Monday. And, damn it, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the shit that they do, they really don't need to do. I just have no um, wishful thinking. I just, I don't know. It's hard for me. We actually were talking about this off air. It's hard for me to really, like, enjoy WWE lately because it's, like, really, I can fast forward and not miss anything. The matches are boring. The worst part is we can pretty much predict everything. Like, they just show us the match. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. We can literally predict the whole show because it's so predictable. And it sucks. Yeah. And that's why I've been watching. We try and do something. Like, we're like, we're trying to come up with something in our heads. Like, okay, we'll try and give them a chance to do something interesting. So we try and come up with something more interesting. And of course they just do the predictable thing instead of doing the actual thing that could have been interesting. That's why we usually get a lot of prediction drugs because we try and come up with something different. But no, WWE doesn't want to do that. I we give them chances and they fail time and time again. Yeah, all the time. Um, I do think that this might lead to possibly a no disqualification tag match at Extreme Rules. Maybe not, um, but it does seem like these two teams are... Whenever there's, there. like, a double, like, five count or whatever, it's, it's usually led to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't be okay with it. Like, it's a good match, but, like, I kind of don't want to see it because we've kind of seen that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sure have seen it before. Um, next, we see a cool moment I mean, I, I like it when stuff like this happens. Caleb Braxton is backstage interviewing Paul Heyman, who is on a quest to grab the Usos for Roman backstage. And um, his phone rings. I think my favorite line is like, don't you have somebody else to bother? Yeah, he like says something like that to her, yeah. And, and then Brock just suddenly calls him on his phone, and then he doesn't well, answer. He calls well, him at again. The time, though at the time we don't know it's we don't necessarily know it's Brock. We know it's, it's Brock's theme song as his ringtone. I think it's Brock. Well, you know, I mean, you never know. It could be Roman Reigns playing mind games, and you know, possibly. Well, yeah, sure, totally. He said, I'll deliver the message to Roman Reigns. Why would Roman Reigns want to deliver a message to himself? Because I'll tell you why. I'm going to pull Carlos here. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to tell you why. Because um, 
here, it's not so much Roman Reigns playing on himself. It's more of him possibly trying to psych out the fans and Brock because, um, and this isn't going to happen. Honestly, if WWE did that, I think I would be so upset. Like, well, I mean, why? It's probably WWE. That's why I'm saying it, it's very outlandish. But and I understand. Like, I don't like that idea, though. I think that's just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if they're do, they're doing the right thing about having Brock like be there, and like that's all actually make it interesting. This will make me. This makes me want to watch SmackDown next week. This legitimately right, just want to watch it. True. I see what happens. But I just feel like um... I find something funny. People usually people used to hate Brock because he never showed up on a show, and now whenever he comes back, everybody cheers him like he's a, like a good guy. Because <laughs> well, I guess in the situation, he is a good guy. <laughs> they always say absence makes the heart grow fonder. So that the is more they grew they you know disappear for a bit and they come back to get I know but we box. used to hate that Brock didn't do it. We wanted a champion there, but I guess I I guess you're right it does. I don't know. Because when I saw Brock I lost my mind. You know, so I uh, was glad to see Brock. I still find it funny of how Brock looked. I mean, he looked like a goddamn hippie. I'm excited, but I just think that they could do all sorts of things with this. I just, the only thing that I feel like is that if you think about it, if Paul has a new client, Roman Reigns, why would he still... I think it could be cool if they have Paul turn heel on Roman and just go with Brock. Yeah, but then he wouldn't be heel. He'd be a face, because right now... That's true. That is true. But if you look at it, Paul Heyman's been a face and he's been a heel. I mean, he, he turned... Didn't he turn, like, face or whatever? Or did he turn heel when he turned on CM Punk? He's turned before that. He actually... He did. Yeah, that's true. He did. Remember, he worked with Lesnar, and then he turned on Lesnar to go with the big show. He worked mm-hmm. with... And then he he worked with um, Rob Van Dam, and then he turned the, on... The one the time show. I really remember uh, Paul Heyman getting, like, really upset was, was the 2003 draft, I think it was. And he got drafted to Raw. I was like, screw you, Eric Bischoff. I quit. Yeah, it was Paul Heyman's SmackDown. I remember that. Um, so, I mean, he always turns. I don't think he's going to turn. I think it's going to be like they're going to make us think he's going to turn and he's going to fuck over Lesnar and then Reigns is going to win. There's no way he's going to turn on Reigns right now, especially if they are going to do a program with The Rock. Um, yeah, if they're doing that, then yeah, they're going to find somehow, some way to screw over Brock. Just so That's Roman why can- I... I like the storytelling of the phone ringing. I think that's cool because it, you know. Yeah, it, just, and it didn't, and they didn't even have to have Brock show up to make it interesting. I just wish he didn't answer the phone. You know, that would be funny if he didn't, <laughs> because then you just hear and then you don't know who it is. I feel like less is. Well, no, if they just had a regular ringing and Paul Heyman never picked it up, then yes, I feel like that would have been more interesting. Or not even a regular, if it was even if it was Brock's theme song and he didn't answer it, and it just shows him like looking at it and then looking up all nervous, and then it goes to a break. I feel like less is more. I don't think he needs that. Is that. true, that could have also been interesting, if right? He didn't answer, I'd be like, Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, like it doesn't make any sense why he would do that. You know, he has Roman Reigns in his corner, why would he be afraid of Brock Lesnar? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, we'll get to that yes. more later. So, then, yeah. 
my favorite are SmackDown Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch. The man is back in town. She comes down to the ring, and she just wants to explain her attack on Bianca. Well, not, well, it's not an attack. She beat her in, what was it, 36 seconds? No, it wasn't 36 seconds. No. It had to be less than that. I mean. 26? I don't know. Maybe it was like 16. Who knows? I think it was very short anyway. Yeah, it was very short, obviously. Very, very short. A minute. She Becky had much- two moves on her, and she pinned her. Mm-hmm, she did. So she calls Bianca Belair athletic, and she pretty much just says that Becky took her chance and was ready. And Belair wasn't ready for Becky, but Becky was ready for her. And it doesn't look like she's turned heel yet. Yeah, like she start like she she's starting like she's saying things that aren't bad. It's true. She did beat Bianca. She was ready, you know. Who's to say you can't win? It wasn't like she did anything to cheat to win. She beat her fair and square. The only signs of heelish behavior is we're gonna see in a minute. So then Bianca Belair comes down and she um cuts a great promo and basically says that she is, you know, explains why she's the toughest, the, the best, the baddest, whatever. And she trashes Becky. And it's a really good promo. And she basically challenges Becky Lynch to a match right here tonight on SmackDown. And then Becky says, nope, and leaves the ring. So pretty much the only real heelish um, moments of Becky right now is her just not accepting Bianca's challenge. Uh, that's true. But that's really it, kind of. But I do, I will say, and we'll get to you, Dean. I honestly, I'm honestly kind of thinking about it. Even though I think it would be very stupid for them to have every single world champion be a heel, Charlotte, Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, even though I think that would be very stupid of them, mm-hmm. I kind of actually want to see Becky be a heel. You know, like that would be a cool, but you know, that is what it is. The reason why it's cool with Becky is like it kind of like with Austin, where they just had this sort of like polarizing character. So even though they were bad, you still liked them. And I think- yeah, like it's not like again, I don't want them to do it at the same time because they don't need every heel to be champion. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll like see. if they did, that's literally like I understand that they're supposed to make me hate them. I understand that completely, but I think it would be so stupid of them just to make every single world champion heal because eventually they're gonna get beat by a baby face. Eventually, true. Like they, like they all have to be beaten by baby faces. Then every single champion is gonna be baby face, and every single well, champion is gonna be heel again. Then every single Roman Reigns, so he's forth. been champion for a year, and he's a heel. But I know, but he's not gonna hold it on for like five years. Not like yeah. Bruno Ardino, not like uh, whatever his name was. Well, uh, yeah, Bob but also you got to remember back in the days, you know, it wasn't on TV, you know, so people... They yeah, were, I know, but I'm saying they're not going to have Roman hold the title for five years. He's yeah, going to get yeah. beat by a babyface eventually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's true. It they do have heel versus heel matches. I'm not saying that. They do have heel versus heel matches. I'm not saying that, but it's like... It's kind of like, okay, why you got to do this to us? Like, every single champion's a heel, then what makes me want to watch it? If every single champion is a heel and they want me to hate them, why would I want to watch something I hate? Yeah, but Nakamura isn't a heel. 
No, I'm talking about just world champions. Roman's a heel. Bobby's a heel. Charlotte's a heel. And if Becky's a heel, then every single world champion is a heel. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I I think that... I don't know. That's just a little side rant. That's a little side rant. I think that would be very stupid. But at the same time, I actually kind of want to see it. So it's like I have mixed feelings for it. I think if she keeps up her character where she just like... um. Hey, she could be a tweener because there there have been people who have just kind of been heelish and face. So if they do that, that would be a smart idea. But that'd be cool. What if they did that, I'd be happy about that. You know, that would be cool. Yeah, and what I liked about Becky was she she was a heel, but she talked facts. Like she wasn't like not trying. Well, I am Seth Rollins. Yeah, and she never had anybody, like, go out to beat somebody up or had have to have somebody help her to do that. Like, mm-hmm. if she was a heel, she wouldn't need that. She, she'd at least be a good tough heel, not like a baby heel where, like, they're running away and everything. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I kind of like those heels because they're kind of funny, but, you know, it's like, you know. Well, I will tell you right now they're kind of doing that with her where she's not running away, but she's not facing Bianca. yeah. But she's a tough heel, so it's like if she is a heel, I right now it just seems like she's a tweener, like she could be babyface and a heel. And I kind of like those people who do that, like they're they're leaning, but they lean like one day they'll be here, the other day be face. I like that kind of style. Yeah, but that's just posers. Um, let's move on. So next we have Rick Boogs with Intercontinental Champion King Nakamura defeating Dolph Ziggler with Robert Roode in a kind of quick match. I really didn't think much of this here. What did you think? No, I didn't care. There was really nothing, you know, special <laughs> about this at all. Next, we find out that Becky Lynch will be fighting Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Extreme Rules. And next week, live They're at... They're having a contract signing. Yep, and Super SmackDown. Like, we don't know that's going to end up in a fight. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be there, so I'm excited to see what is going to happen. Yeah, he's going to see Brock. He's going to be, you know. Yeah. It's going to be fun, I guess. I hope. I hope. I wish I was more excited, but. (laughs) Next, we have Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins in a rematch from WrestleMania. They have (gasps) a great match. Cesaro beat. Don't get me wrong. It was a good match, but I was very upset with it because it was like, I, we've already seen this hundreds of times. We've yeah, seen it at Elimination Chamber. We saw it at WrestleMania. that has happened on SmackDown tonight. Are you ready? Are you ready for the end to talk shit? Sorry, everything is a repeat. I hate that. Whenever they repeat everything, it just it's oh like I said earlier, there's no more wrestlers. They don't have any more talent. I know, and that's what frustrates me. Like it wasn't even like WWE's like financially in trouble. They're fine. They have billions of dollars. Why can't they just keep a few wrestlers? Just use them. If they even put Braun Strowman on SmackDown to go against like Roman or something, that would have been even cool. I don't care. I want to see something new. I don't want to see the same shit from WrestleMania. I don't want to see the same shit from fucking Money in the Bank. I don't want to see that. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree with you on that. But during this match, Cesaro gets the win after Seth Rollins hits him with the chair outside of the ring. He then breaks the chair and applies a cross face with the bottom piece of the chair. 
kind of like Edge applied it on him, and were kind of like in also like the way Edge did it to Roman Reigns. And Seth Rollins screams, calls, said, Where are you, Edge? Eventually, Edge runs down, and Seth Rollins runs away. So, um, we do find out that next week on Super SmackDown, Edge will take on Seth Rollins. And Dan, you just said you don't like it, but in their rematch from SummerSlam. Okay, okay, yes, it is a rematch, yes. But I'm kind of actually excited for it because they had a good match at SummerSlam. It only happened once. It wasn't like it happened three times, you know. They had some good encounters. I'm actually excited to see this. I know it sounds stupid, but I actually want to see this again because it was a good match. And also, I want to see who wins. Um, Edge made a tweet earlier that said that it could be his last time potentially fighting at the Garden, so he really wants to tear the roof down, so I'm excited. Next, we have Kevin Owens out with the KO show. He has uh, Baron as my favorite part of the night, probably. He has Baron Corbin alongside Logan Paul. Pretty much Logan Paul is just a but great deal. We didn't know Logan Paul was going to be there, but yes, he did come out. I hate Logan Paul. He saw I don't like him either. I don't like Logan Paul either. I thought it was stupid, but you know Everybody hates him, but he is a good heel. And pretty much they... No, no, I like Baron Corbin. I hate Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. But I, I feel like more people have heat with Logan Paul. Like, he'll naturally get booed, Logan Paul. Yeah, that's true. Um, but they come down to the ring, and pretty much Kevin Owens trashes both of them for being friends. And then Logan Paul offers Kevin Owens $100. Kevin Owens tells... Like, I don't need your damn money, but I do yeah. need you to leave my ring. He tells you if he doesn't leave the ring and keep walking, that's when Logan Paul pushes KO. KO pushes him back. And then it looks like they're going to square up and fight. And as Kevin Owens goes to fight Logan, Baron Corbin attacks Kevin Owens. And then Logan Paul tells Kevin Owens that he's not that guy and leaves the ring. This is your favorite moment, you said. But go ahead. I I just love Baron Corbin's heel game. I just love the fact that he went from broke to rich. I find that hilarious. I don't know what it is. He just is actually making me like him again. Like, I loved the King Corbin gimmick. I thought it worked until a while, and then it got boring. I'm glad he's kind of successful now, I guess. I find it hilarious that he's acting big and tough again like he used the to. Only, my only thing is that they literally stole this from NXT. They literally just did this with Cameron Grimes. I understand that. You're right. They probably did. But, like, I don't know. I didn't watch it. But, like, I just love... I feel Baron Corbin really does pull off this gimmick. It reminds me so much of JBL. JBL was one of my favorites. I loved him. I love I the rich gimmick. A million dollar man. I love the rich gimmick. It just makes me laugh every time. Here's the problem though with WWE that they need to take notes on. With Cameron Grimes' character, right? Like, so he was a heel, he was a bad guy, and then he got rich. And, you know, eventually over time, people started laughing because he was like this, like, kind of like Jamie Noble, kind of like a redneck. And then eventually he, uh, you know, ends up like winning, has having a bunch of money, taking out a million dollar man, um, becoming Ellie Knight's butler, having no money, and then becoming million dollar champion again. The problem is with Baron Corbin, he was poor for like 
three weeks, four weeks. You're right. You're right. It didn't last as long as it should have. It should have lasted like four months at I least. I feel like that was the biggest time anyone's ever cared about him. And I feel like the only reason why they liked him was because he was poor and funny. Now that he's rich again, it's like, yeah, it, it's it's okay. But like, that's what his character has always been, a douchebag. So it's just like, I feel like it would have been better if he was also a bit more desperate. Like, he seemed too much of, like, an asshole still. Like, randomly wanting to fight John Cena. I just feel like the, they had no direction for where they wanted that, that character to go. I know, you're right. It, it was stupid that they only had it for, like, three weeks. But, you know. Again, I feel they could have made the character a lot better if they had, like, Baron Corbin take Biggie's money the con money the bank contract cash it in and do that. I feel that would have been awesome. But no, they didn't do that. We'll probably see Logan Paul step in the ring too soon, so not excited for that. Next up, we have Sami Zayn taking on Dominic Mysterio with his dad Ray. There is some dissension between the two of them last week after Ray walked away from his father. I didn't see the ending, but I do know that Sammy got the win after a, a Huluva kick. Oh, I know the ending. I, I know the ending. I watched it. Ray so basically, distracted him. Yeah, Ray, Ray distracted him. And then basically, uh, no, no, Sammy was running out of the ring. Ray kind of ran out there, and Sammy ran back in the ring. Dominic hit a uh, suicide dive, which... You know, and then he went to Ray and tell him, I don't need your help and everything. And then when he went back in the ring, Sammy hit him with a hula kick, and then he won. Mm, so there you go. So causing more dissension between the Mysterio family. They're decent. It's obviously, it's obvious, it's pretty obvious in my opinion. That yeah. looks going to turn on Ray, you know. Or you never know, Ray might turn on. I would like to see Ray turn heel. I would love to see that a heel Ray Mysterio. We haven't seen that in what? I don't think we've ever seen that. No, we've never seen a heel Ray. That would be cool, but you know they're probably not going to do it. Maybe you know, tired of seeing his son pushing him and stuff. You know. Yeah, maybe. Um, who knows? We then find out that Brock Lesnar will be returning to SmackDown next week, live at the Garden. We then see Sonya Deville backstage on her phone, and Naomi shows up, and she's like, you know, I came to you last week asking about a match, and she said, ask me next week. We are here, and I don't have a match. And then Sonya's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Ask me again next week. So they're pretty much um, building Naomi up to be kind of forgotten, which could we could see a heel turn for Naomi, you know. She might be tired of, like, uh, you know, being looked at because she is a former women's champion. So, but anyways, we are here at our main event. Finn Balor taking on the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. However, before the match can even start, the Usos run down and attack Finn with the steps, and then the Street Profits come down and make the save. It was a really good match. Roman Reigns ended up getting the win after choking Finn Balor out. However, after the match. As Reigns and Paul were walking up the entrance ramp, um, the lights flickered, and there was which was red. Lights. And then his theme song kind of got a little messed up, and then it went all back to normal. Mm -hmm. Which so yeah. we could be seeing the demon back. What were your thoughts? <laughs> well, I was, I was upset that you know the Usos had to come out and help him, but. 
you know, Finn had a good chance. I thought, I for a split second, I thought, wow, he actually might win this. When you know, when he hit the coup de grace, wow, okay, he might actually win. He obviously didn't, but you know, it was a good match though. It was definitely a good match. You know, Roman got his ass kicked. Finn got his ass kicked. You know, it's what it is. Yeah, WWE. Um, I didn't think this was the greatest SmackDown, but it did. You know, it wasn't terrible. It did. You know, continuing the storylines leading up to Extreme Rules. I'm excited to be a part of the show next week at Madison Square Garden. Let me give a quick rundown of what to expect next week at the Garden. So it is a super SmackDown. They're kind of like a little tribute to 9-11. It's going to be 20 years. I think it's weird that. Yeah, it's 20 years. Shit. I didn't even. Th- well, no, because the SmackDown it is, it's not going to be on the 11th, is it? No, but the in the promo. No, it's it's the day right before. Yeah, but, you know the promo that they had. It was just like on the day before a celebration. That is true. Yeah, it's been twenty years since nine eleven happened. Shit. I remember where I was when I found. I wasn't even I born was. yet. Yeah, well, you're telling everybody how old you are, Dan. Um, well, I, I I didn't say how old I was, but you know I was obviously you're under born. twenty. Um, so obviously we, next week we have. Rock Lesnar returning. We're going to see Bianca Belair and the SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch sign their contract for their match Extreme Rules. And we're going to see a rematch from SummerSlam. Edge taking on Seth Rollins. Great show. Great card, it seems like. Before we go to questions, well, actually a question and a rumor. Uh, what was your favorite moment from this past week of SmackDown? Obviously, the Kevin Owens show, even though I don't like Logan Paul, I thought it was really funny with Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin kind of going back and forth a little bit. I always like that. Nice. For me, my favorite moment was seeing Becky and Bianca, their promo, because I, I love Becky Lynch. I'm a big Bianca Belair fan. Oh, yeah, you're a big Becky Lynch fan, but you shit all over her fucking uh, coming back. Well, I'm not going to be fake and kiss her ass. I didn't think it was, I don't think it was her fault. I just felt like, um, I, I'm just saying, I find it funny because you say, oh, I'm a Becky Lynch fan, but you shit all over her I, coming she's back. She's like my favorite. Um, like, Trish Strass is my number one favorite, and she's my number two favorite. Mm, okay. Because I feel like the reason why, let me just go back really quick. The reason why I didn't like it was because I felt like it kind of made her character a little weak. Becky doesn't need to beat Bianca in, like, 16 seconds to be a heel. She can be a heel by, like, I don't know, like maybe like pushing her into like an exposed turnbuckle and then hitting her finisher where it's like, it's not that she's like blatantly did it. You know, she can say, she can say, oh, I didn't know the turnbuckle, you know, and kind of turn heel that way. I felt like them doing that just killed Bianca Belair's like reputation. Like you were the women's champion for so long daily. But anyways... So let me go over my quick rumor that I have. So I just found out that The Miz might be joining Dancing with the Stars this season. So uh, you might be able to get to see him uh, at the ballroom. So that I found out today. But I'm not 100% sure, but you can find out. They will be announcing the, the cast list on Good Morning America on September 8th. So if you do want to find out, if The Miz will be joining Dancing with the Stars, you can find out on Good Morning America on September 8th. What do you think about that? Interesting. It's, like, funny because he was just, like, turned on John Morrison, and now it's like, okay, bye, I'm going to be dancing. 
and see you guys <laughs> later. Uh, but Chris Jericho did that. Stacy Keebler did it. Nikki Bella did it. He's like, if they did it, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. Why not? Well, that is it for our SmackDown recap. It was a decent show. Not a lot of stuff happening. And Stream Rules is on the horizon next week. I will be there live in attendance. Carlos will be there as well. We're going to be watching Super SmackDown. I unfortunately was not lucky enough to get tickets. <laughs> That's okay, Dan, because we'll like text you while we're there and maybe I'll like send you a picture or something. You better send me a few pictures. You'll get like a little bit of like all access pass behind the scenes. So yeah. Um, Virtually, sure. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys again for checking us out. Be safe and make sure you subscribe. And we will see you next week with our Super SmackDown recap. Be safe, everybody. Bye. Bye.